you might want to think about the last few months or weeks. Think about the activities, the experiences, the things that you've been resistant to, or the things that have brought you joy, the things that have made your life easier, the things that you look forward to using or the things that you look forward to doing, the things that have provided you with a sense of relaxation or inspiration. These can be big things. Maybe they were expensive things. They could be small things. Maybe they're free things. I'm absolutely certain that by the time we make it to the end of my five things, you will have one or two or three, maybe 10 things that are saving your summer. Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandeven. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. My name is Erin, I'm your host, and this is episode 75. Welcome back. If you're back, and if this is one of your first episodes, then uh, welcome. Welcome to the Medium Lady community. It is a thriving and happy place on Instagram and growing by the day. If you are not yet following me on Instagram, I would love it if you would do that and slide into my DMs and say hi so that I can uh, say hi back and make sure that I'm uh, hearing what you need from the podcast and from the community. In addition to this podcast, we also have recently launched Medium Lady Reads, which is an entirely book-centric podcast. It is all about reading as self-care, passionate love of the public library, and thoughts and opinions on book culture having its moment. If you're a reader, you've definitely noticed that happening in the social media zeitgeist, at least. Today, we are diving into the topic of things that are saving my summer. You know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a boss, I'm an employee, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister. (laughs) And those roles kind of get amplified in the summer because relationships tend to really take front and center stage in the summer. I have been on multiple group chats trying to find ways to get together with the people that I really love. And that's actually a priority for me this summer. If you have been a past listener, you'll know from episode 70, I've talked about how to hack your summer or the life-changing perspective to um, have the best summer ever. And that perspective is all about diving into what makes you excited about the summer. And so I actively kind of workshop in that episode 70, which I'll link in the show notes. I actively workshop the things that I'm excited about. And one of those things that I mention is the fact that I am excited to spend time with the people that I love. And that, that is taking up a lot of my time. My relationships are really front and center. It's actually um, not always easy. It's not always easy when your relationships ratchet up because while you love being with people, it can feel like a lot of expectations. It can feel like a lot of management of those external roles and responsibilities that we play. So if you're anything like me, if you have a dynamic life as a millennial who's kind of emerged post-COVID and thought, man, I'm a little bit burnt out and I'd really love to rediscover myself, I think this episode will give you a pretty good sense of what you can expect from the medium lady community which is really about self-discovery, self-development, pursuing your identity. One kind of effortful medium effort, I say quite a bit, is 
It's not low effort. It's not going to happen passively. And it's not high effort. It doesn't require you to be perfect. But it is medium effort. It kind of sits in the middle. And it's important to find those little things that bring us joy and make life a little bit easier, especially in a busy season like the summer. And hopefully this list will also give you an idea of how to stay present this summer. There's so much planning, as I said, on my group chats. You know, I'm I'm saying, what about this weekend? What about this weekend? I think I have the summer weekends memorized at this point. That can kind of create a sense of like future oriented self. I'm, I'm oriented to my future self. I'm not grounded in my present self. I'm not thinking about what does my present self need? I'm thinking, how can my future self show up for everybody that I love and care about? So this episode, episode 75, five things that are saving my summer is really a mindfulness exercise to get back in touch with myself. Today is July 9th. And summer is, you know, already going at 60 miles per hour. And so hopefully this also kind of gives you a sense of like how you can take a time out and nurture yourself by just thinking about the present moment. So let's go ahead and get started. The other thing, oh, the other thing I was going to mention is usually on the fives, I have enjoyed doing episodes like this. And it's fun to look back and think about all of those episodes on the fives that are kind of about my own self-identity and being able to really list who I am and what I like. I think that's been something that has emerged for me as a top priority ever since 2019 when I found myself in the midst of really heavy postpartum depression and anxiety. And that question of who am I and what do I like and what do I need felt like a foggy field. It felt like staring into a foggy field where I actually didn't know what was out there. It felt kind of empty. It felt kind of lifeless. And slowly, bit by bit, I have been stepping through the field and removing the fog. And one of the things that is really, really tangible for you, if you can relate to that feeling, and I know there's many of you out there that can, if you can relate to that feeling, then these simple exercises of just picking a few simple things that are really making you feel something, making you feel relief, making you feel happy, making you feel joy making you feel a little sparky side of yourself. Listing those things and just taking the time out to make that list can be really nurturing and it can really help to blow away some of that fog. And I've been doing this on the fives. So if you're interested, I will um, try to link as many of those episodes on the fives as I can. I think at first it was sort of like five things I'm loving right now. And then it was five things that are saving my life because I was really inspired by Kendra Adachi, who's done something similar. And I'm sure you've seen many creators do these things. This is not a favorites list, but it's also not not a favorites list. So this is a little time capsule of what's really what's really creating the flavor and the setting for my summer in 2023. So with that, diving in. Number one on my list is charcuterie plates and eating what I want, not always what my kids want. (laughs) So one of the things I had talked about in episode 70, which is about changing your perspective to have your best summer ever is about when I go to baseball, my kids have tons of baseball games this week alone. I'm staring down. We'll be at the ballpark four times this week out of seven nights. Actually, that's not true. We'll be five times because there's a practice in there. Anyway, when I head to the ballpark, I tend to get a little kind of unmoored. I don't feel like myself. I feel detached from my identity. And so one of the things I've been doing is packing myself something that I know I will want to eat. Not necessarily a snack for my kids. I mean, I do that as well. But, you know, that's the easy grab the granola bar, grab the goldfish crackers, grab the gummies, put the water bottle in and let's go. But I don't really want to eat that stuff. I don't want to eat a granola bar. 
I don't, it's not satisfying to open up a package. And so charcuterie plates and a portable charcuterie plate at that has been really special to me this summer. I have found, you know, just buying two cheeses at the grocery store and one of those uh, deli packages that sort of has an assortment. Maybe it's got a bit of prosciutto. It's got a bit of salami. Maybe it's got a little bit of pepperoni or, you know, something, something else kind of savory. And taking a bit from that, a bit of cheese, a bit of crackers, and putting that in a takeaway Tupperware container, and then just nibbling on my charcuterie has been absolutely saving my summer. Because it means that when I go to the baseball field, when I go to the park and I sit down and my kids are off and they're doing their thing and I'm being present to them, I can fill my tank while I watch them play. I can fill my tank while I'm you know, making chat with the baseball moms and dads. I can fill my tank while I chat with the coach or while I, you know, pay attention to the dynamics on the team, watch my kid and see, is he feeling good or is he feeling a little bit stressed about whatever's happening in the game? And it brings me into the moment. Just having this little charcuterie package at the game is, you know, I can take my moment. I can actually practice kind of mindful eating, to be honest with you, because My brain looks forward to the charcuterie, and when I'm there, I savor it. I take a moment to truly taste and experience the ingredients. I enjoy shopping for this charcuterie plate when I run out of my supplies, (laughs) my charcuterie supplies. I go back to the store and I might pick up the same thing or something different. I pay attention to what I liked and what I didn't. I notice the textures, the smells, the flavors. And this is really just a simple way to bring mindfulness into this experience of going to the ballpark. And so I can actually bring that charcuterie anywhere. I can bring it to the splash pad. I can bring it <laughs> I can bring it to the park. I can bring it to the beach. And you might think, okay, yeah, Aaron, like cured meats and cheeses are not exactly portable. But, you know, you throw a little ice pack in there or I know I'm going to be eating something within the hour or an hour and a half. I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll rep- be reporting on Instagram that I gave myself, you know, food poisoning with my charcuterie, but I, I don't think so. I don't think so. These these things are not quite as fragile as we think. Anyway, I'm not a food safety expert, but I am going to tell you that one thing that is saving my life this summer is the discovery of this sort of charcuterie package. It's like a it's like a grown-up lunchable. I put it in this container. I bring it with me. I might bring a sparkling water. I might buy a bottle of pop while I'm at the ballpark. Just kind of sampling with the different things. Maybe I throw a bit of fruit in there. Maybe I don't. Sometimes it's just crackers, cheese, and meat. And sometimes it's like, ooh, guess what? We got a bit of cherries today. That's pretty special. Or, oh, guess what? There was like a cold piece of fried chicken that we're going to add into there. And that's going to be, you know, like you can riff on the theme. But if, if I pay attention to how I'm feeling and what I want, Uh, in that moment before I go to the ballpark, it is saving my summer because I'm not a sports person. And I have worked really hard on welcoming the experience of baseball for myself because it makes my kids and my husband super happy. But it is still something that it doesn't come easy to me. And, And I don't know if it ever will. Like you'd think I'm at the ballpark five days a week, either picking up, dropping off or staying any kind of combination thereof. You'd think it would get easy for me. It just doesn't. I'm not sure what that is, and and maybe next year it'll be better. Maybe the year after that it'll be better, but baseball isn't going anywhere. My kids are super passionate. They've been having a wonderful summer, and I wouldn't want it to be any different for them. And I don't need to be happy when they're happy, but I do need to take care of myself when I'm feeling 
stressed or worried or anxious. It's very much the same feeling when I go to the ballpark of like a lot of people talk about and joke on Instagram about going to a new place and being like, what time do I have to be there? Where is the parking? What's the bathroom situation? How do I dress? That kind of anxiety. I get that feeling every time I go to the ballpark, which is weird because you'd think with increased familiarity that that feeling would go away. It, it just doesn't. And I feel kind of like I have to fake it till I make it. And it might it might take me the whole summer. But it's been a good it's been a good 10 weeks of baseball at the ballpark. And uh, I, I don't feel that feeling changing anytime soon. But I do feel my absolute delight and happiness to eat my charcuterie every time I go. So it is sort of paired with that experience of going to the ballpark. And that does kind of buffer. Now, listen, that's medium effort. That's medium effort to pay attention to, number one, what has kind of got me a little bit feeling a bit of dread this summer? That was medium effort to kind of actually take a step back and be honest about baseball. Because I could have lied to myself. I could have lied to myself and said, nah, it's just baseball. So this is not a big deal, Aaron. Don't be such a baby. But no, I didn't. I, I put the effort in and I had to admit to myself, it was just like not my comfort zone and it, it might never be my comfort zone. And I had to overcome the guilt that the thing that my kids love actively makes me feel a little bit stressed every time. <laughs> I feel bad about that. And I had to kind of overcome that guilt. That's medium effort. It wasn't about denying and people pleasing my kids and my husband. It wasn't also about like perfectionism and saying like, well, every time I go to the ball game, I have to look a certain way. I have to talk a certain way. I have to be absolutely uber over prepared. No, it was medium effort to kind of acknowledge that. And then to, it was further medium effort to say, what's the little thing that's going to kind of soothe my soul while I do this activity through the summer? And it just ended up being this charcuterie box that I've been making myself. It's a little bit of medium effort to throw the meat, the cheese and the crackers all together, but it's absolutely pays off dividends and it's totally saving my summer. Okay, so that's the first thing. And hopefully that's giving you a tiny bit of a sense of what you can do to figure out the things that are saving your summer. Set a little bit of time dedicated for reflection. Maybe you're doing that right now while you listen to this episode. I hope you're able to listen in a quiet, comfortable space. Maybe you've been able to focus without distractions. You might be able to grab a pen or while you're listening, pull out your phone and you use your notes app and create a heading that's just sort of my summer list, my summer saviors, <laughs> my, my summer, I'm trying to think of the word, like what's the life raft, my summer life raft or my summer, anyway, whatever you want to call it. And while you listen to this episode, why don't we try to engage and pause after I share my things with you and I'll kind of give you a bit of time to sort of think about, you know, is there anything that popped in your head while I talked about charcuterie at the baseball park? You might want to think about the last few months or weeks. Think about the activities, the experiences, the things that you've been resistant to, or the things that have brought you joy, the things that have made your life easier, the things that you look forward to using or the things that you look forward to doing, the things that have provided you with a sense of relaxation or inspiration. These can be big things. Maybe they were expensive things. They could be small things. Maybe they're free things. I'm absolutely certain that by the time we make it to the end of my five things, you will have one or two or three, maybe 10 things that are saving your summer. And we'll just take moments out. I, I'm kind of doing this on the fly, but we'll take a time out after I share each thing with you. Okay, next up, this is number two. 
I have discovered something that I actually, I might do a full episode on this in the future. This is a game changer in solving domestic challenges like meal planning, exercise, packing, scheduling fun things, figuring out your routine. Honestly, I don't hear enough people talking about this. And this is using open AI chat tools to solve domestic problems that take up a lot of headspace. And I'm talking specifically for me about ChatGPT, but I think you you might be using some other tools out there or you might have heard of. Honestly, ChatGPT is saving my summer. I have used an AI chatbot to streamline my routine and I do this with mindfulness. I sort of think about the things that are really problems that I'd like to have more time to solve, but I don't. And I had problems that I'd like to spend time planning, but acknowledging that planning is motion and the motion might take time away from the action. Let me give you an example. One of the things I've used ChatGPT for in the last 48 hours is meal planning. And I've opened up a new chat and I've said, hi, my name is Aaron. And, and I, <laughs> I don't know why, but it really helps me to chat with it. It helps me to not be like Google, like meal plan, family of five, click, and then endless things that I have to sort through come to my disposal, which is amazing in and of itself. I say, hi, I'm Erin. I'm a mom of three boys, or I think I've said three kids, and I have a partner. I need meal planning for a family of five for Monday through Saturday. And it says, hi, Erin, this is great. Meal planning can be really challenging. Here's my suggestions for you. And it gave me lunch and dinner. And then I thought mindfully about what it was, I read what it was giving me and I thought, oh, you know what? The chat AI tool doesn't know that I'm going to be at the baseball park. I'm going to be at the ballpark for four of the nights that it's planning for. And I said, thanks so much. These are really helpful. My family will have baseball practice four nights this week. And that will mean that we need prepackaged or frozen meals to streamline our dinner. Can you redo this meal plan with that in mind? Thanks so much. <laughs> Click. <laughs> and then she rearranged the meal plan to accommodate for, I think I must have told her, and I'm going to use the pronouns she, her, hers, because it helps me when I think about using this as a tool. It, it helps me. And I, and I wonder if it helps you as well. It probably humanizes and anthropomorphizes the tool a little bit. But it also helps me feel seen as a user and it helps me decrease some of the scariness that might be part of the rhetoric that you've heard about using open AI tools to experiment or play with. I think a lot of people have been like, oh, use it to like write a grant or use it to, you know, <laughs> use it to solve your email something, something. But I, I honestly, think about your domestic challenges. Think about the things that take a lot of time to plan and use it on that. I'm going to give you another example in a second, but I, I'm going to wrap up with my chat. And and so I said, listen, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to be at the ballpark. Can you give me frozen food ideas for those nights? And she came back. Certainly. Absolutely. Baseball. Planning and meals when it's baseball is really. And she does this like affirmation thing back to me. That would be really hard to build a, build a meal out of that. So here's some other ideas. And she gave me amazing, amazing meal ideas for Monday through Saturday, of which the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday meals are pre-prepared or frozen. Like legit. My family will eat everything that she put on the list. I could have said also, oh, I forgot to tell you, my family is dairy and grain-free. Can you revise this? And she would be able to do that. I could have said, I'm throwing a party on Saturday. Can you suggest a menu for the party? And then what I said, 
this plan is perfect. Can you please write me a grocery list associated with the plan? And you know what I'm going to say. She did. She wrote me a grocery list. Produce, dairy, grains, canned and jarred, frozen items, additional condiments. Done. Now that whole thing, with me doing it mindfully, with me thinking about like what is really going on this week, where am I going to actually struggle with making dinner? Where do I need things to be easy? I had to be mindful about it. And I had to engage with her so that I could teach her how to solve my problems. Because the AI tools, they want to solve problems. But I have to teach her, really, what's at the crux of that problem? The crux of the problem isn't that I need a meal plan. The crux of the problem is that I can meal plan, but it's not going to accommodate for the things that make dinner hard for me and my family right now. And so as I read what she was sharing with me and I added, I asked for um, alterations to that, I got something that is extremely useful. And so I didn't have to spend time on the plan. Honestly, this took me probably six minutes. Six minutes, got the grocery list, I'm out the door to do groceries. The plan normally might take me an hour. And that's probably like a little bit of like sipping my tea and putting my feet up and putting some, you know, maybe reading the flyer. But honestly, plan's done, grocery list is done. Everything looks legit. I might have said, let's say she shared fish. She didn't, but let's say she had. I could have said, my family doesn't like fish. Can you swap out the fish meal? Done. Guys, we got to be using this. We got to, moms, mom, this was made for moms. Chat GPT is a mom. Holy smokes. I've also used it to build a fitness routine because I'm really feeling like my functional strength, my ability to jump and play and bend and stretch with my kids is, it's just like I'm feeling a little stiff. Feeling a little bit, you know, like my ability to enjoy summer movement, which is different than other seasonal movement. You know, I don't feel as strong. I don't feel as like capable in my own body. So I've used it to build me a functional strength routine, which includes YouTube videos, includes a morning routine to get up and get my workout done before the day starts. And you know, honestly, if you're interested in this, please DM me on Instagram. I can be found at Medium Lot Lady. I'm thinking pretty seriously about uh, doing more of this because I'm not seeing anybody talk about this. And ChatGPT is absolutely saving my summer. Okay, that was only number two. And I probably could have gone on and on and on about it because I absolutely love, 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 love this tool. So let's take a moment. Let's take a time out. I've told you about my two things. And maybe something popped in your head while I was chatting. Again, we're going to think about the activities, the experiences, the items that have brought you joy, the things that have made your life easier, the things that have helped you to rest. These can be big or small things. They actually might even, they might even be people. They might be places. I would love to know. And when your ideas come to you, just like put them in bullet point form. Put them in bullet point form and then try to get specific. If you've said something like, my morning iced coffee. Be specific. My morning iced coffee is significant to me because I enjoy it every morning before everybody wakes up. I love the sound of uh, the ice in the glass. I put a little flavor shot of vanilla and it's exactly the way I want it every time. And it's important that I start my day with something that's just for me. That might be it, right? I think you might also consider like categories if that helps. We talk about things like food I talk about things like tech and tools. There might be leisure activities. There might be books. There might be clothes. Anything else that's, you know, sort of coming to mind as saving your summer. Take that list. Again, remember, we're giving you the time out as you listen to this episode so that 
you can end the episode with your own list. The third thing that's saving my summer is bringing a major warm and fuzzy sense of nostalgia to my summer. And I don't know what it is, but honestly, summer always brings back memories. I'm sort of like marking my life by summers. I've been pregnant over a bunch of summers. I've had trips over a bunch of summers. And my family really digs in in the summertime because my husband's a teacher. And so it absolutely changes the pace of our lives. And I'm noticing that happening with my kids. They mark things by summer. Uh, My youngest child, his birthday's at the end of the summer. My middle child, his birthday's at the beginning of September. My husband goes back to work in September. So there's this real like sense of chapterism to our summers. So that has led me to just like embracing the sense of nostalgia and the specific thing that is helping me really indulge in memories is my own Instagram archives and my old Spotify playlists. I am mindfully, actually most Fridays on Instagram, I do Friday faves. And I talk about the things on the internet that are making me happy and I share them with my community in my stories. And then what I've been doing is I've been going into my Instagram archives and I've been sharing like on this day two years ago or on this day three years ago. And sometimes I find I'm wearing the same outfit. Sometimes I find I'm talking about the same ideas and concepts that I've been talking about a year ago or two years ago. And that is just in terms of my identity and my sense of self, it's helping me feel like I am more fixed than I feel like I am. It's helping me feel like I am more solid and crystallized as a person with desires and wants and emotions than I initially felt when in 2019 I stared into the fog of my self-identity and I said, I don't really know who I am if I'm not a mom. I don't really know who I am if I'm not a boss. I don't really know who I am if I'm not a wife or a sister or a friend. There's nothing there unless I'm serving someone else. When I indulge and go back in my Instagram archives, especially with that sense of the summer, I really feel the sense of pride in who I was and pride in how far I've come. And I'm laughing because it does seem perhaps a little bit navel-gazy, a little bit indulgent to say, oh, look at me a year ago. Look how cute. What? Look at my eyeshadow a year ago. Um, But the other thing that's been absolutely beautiful is to go back and look at my kids, especially Beckett and the kids. Since the summer of 2020 was really a scary unknown time, but it was a very small world that we had at that time. I had my kids. I had my husband. We had our cottage and we probably had my parents in our bubble. It wasn't until the summer after that, when everyone was double vaccinated, that you could see things really kind of start to expand in our world. And so that summer of Beckett being a baby, it's it's fun. It's fun and it's relief. I think that's the feeling. What's saving my summer is the sense of deep relief. And I might get a bit emotional. This deep relief that the pandemic is over and that we made it and that I made it. And I'm so proud of myself for coming through that experience, which is actually really scary in retrospect. It's really scary in the rearview mirror. And I'm so proud of how positive and how grounded and how much attention I paid to my kids at the time. And that sense of nostalgia is saving my summer that this is over. It's saving my summer that this is something that's no longer part of my cognitive load. 
But recognizing it is really important to not just move on and brush it off. My Instagram archives and my Spotify playlist, which I haven't touched on as much, but that music that just really brought me instantly back to a time and a place. We all know. We all know we have those songs. And if you're a millennial like me, then you grew up in the time of like mixtapes into burn CDs into Napster, and you probably were absolutely begging your parents for an iPod. We all kind of had access to that technology and that music making joy. And so going back to those playlists of 2020, 2021, 2022, those seasonal playlists that I've made are, again, taking me back to a time where I can be mindful of who I was, be mindful of who I am and how far I've come. So that is something that is totally saving my summer and it's really giving me a very solid sense of gratitude and and pride of myself and relief that the pandemic of 2020 is is over. It's not something that I think about anymore and that's pretty amazing three years later. So that's my third thing. Now, maybe where you're at and maybe where you're hearing me talk, you might have been thinking of... You might be thinking like, oh, Erin, you're, you're getting a little bit like heavy, this things that are saving your summer. You started with charcuterie and that seemed like that would be kind of chill and fun. And I was expecting this list to be sort of tactile and tangible. And then you went into chat GPT and I get it. Like that's like kind of like a cool app. It's kind of like a cool, a cool tool. And now you're sort of going into these things that are really emotionally deep and maybe not where you want to go with your own list. That is okay. That is okay, but I think, again, it's about wrapping your arms around yourself and your self-identity, and this is me. This is me and who I am and where I'm at right now, and remember, considering those different categories, like sometimes one of the things that's saving your life is personal growth. Sometimes one of the things that's saving your life is cured meats and delicious cheeses. Both things can be true. I don't want you to feel like one is even better than the other or one is morally superior to another. They're both important. Take a little time. Think about your list. Uh, Maybe there's a few things that popped into your head while I talked about Instagram and Spotify histories or archives. And we'll talk about my fourth thing. My fourth thing are summer dresses. There you go. There you go. We got a little bit more... um... More, more tangible there for a second. Summer dresses. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love a summer dress. Summer dresses for me have been a must have during the season. Summer dresses are also something I talked about being really excited about in episode 70. And I've absolutely embraced the comfort, the style of a summer dress. It means that before I get dressed, I think about how I want my body to feel. And the thing that makes me feel the best is a flowy summer dress. It's not constrictive around my midsection. It doesn't hold my arms back. I love, you know, draping the fabric around my skin as I move, if I'm getting in and out of the car, going upstairs, downstairs. I just love a dress. I love a dress. I've always had a bit of a princess complex. Millennial me, I was born in 1983, and I think that absolutely the Disney princess vibe uh, has trickled down into how I like to get dressed in the morning. Even when I'm going to work, I have been reaching for a dress. I've, I've gotten dressed and I've thought, what about a dress? Pretty much every day, the last month of June. Um, a little bit less so in July because there's more of a need for like shorts, more of a need for really active, you know, wear. And some of my dresses are nice and I don't, I don't want them to get, you know, wrecked or ruined. But 
again, you know, a dress over a swimsuit, a dress to go to a party, a dress to go to the library, a dress to do whatever, you know, taking those few moments to just connect with my summer body, choosing something that makes me feel good. And it's really kind of saved my summer. It saved my summer to actually have enough dresses in my closet. I mean, enough is like a relative term. I probably have too many dresses. I have been trying to rotate and wear them all and show them all equal love. I think none of them are feeling left out. But there's a tiny part of me that also wants a few more dresses. And I don't know, maybe I'll go thrifting or something and I'll enjoy that kind of mindful experience of thrifting specifically for summer dresses. Because we all know the thrift store has delightful riches untold. And if you're not a thrifter, message me on Instagram and I can tell you how to start how to get started. When you go to the thrift store, it's helpful to have a mission. Mission of summer dresses can easily be fulfilled. Easily be fulfilled at the thrift store. Okay, so again, we'll just take a quick time out. Summer dresses. You know, again, maybe there's something that you thought of as I talked about that. You know, how we treat our bodies in the summer can sometimes make or break how we feel. I don't know about you, but I am still really susceptible to body talk. I am still really susceptible to body messaging that my body isn't good enough. I am still really susceptible. I I work on it, but I'm still really susceptible to body comparison and a body shame about the shape of my body, how my body looks in a bathing suit, how my body looks in shorts, how my upper arms are when they're freed for the summer. And I have embraced, you know, the kind of like the jokes. I have embraced the serious like self-reflection. I have embraced a lot of creators who are sharing body positive or body neutral content um, and I still, I still find that I am very vulnerable to feeling bad about my body on any given day in the summer, particularly. So that's okay. It is what it is. And I'm going to keep working on it. And maybe when I talk about my archives, it might be that next year, it's less of an issue for me. And next summer, it's less and less of an issue for me after that. But again, it's that sort of mindful feeling. And maybe you can relate something on your list of things that are saving your life might be related to how you treat your body, how you take care of your body, how you love and celebrate your body and how cool it is during the summer. There might be a few bullet points, a few things on your list uh, related to that. And maybe you're also going to put summer dresses on your list. That would be great. I'd love you to join the summer dress revolution. I don't think that's a revolution. I think summer, <laughs> summer dresses have been... Summer dresses have been major, major. It's like florals for spring, revolutionary. Name that movie. This is the last item on my list. I'm going to talk about household management. (laughs) I'm going to talk about household management. So I think actually this is interesting because household management is kind of coming up with this fifth thing. It also was a big part of why ChatGPT is saving my life. In the summer, when everyone is home all the time, or a lot of the time, the house takes the toll. And sometimes that means that cleaning and cleanup can become super overwhelming. And I try to pretend that I can be blind to it, especially if I want to do things like record this podcast. So right now I'm recording this podcast in my podcast studio, which is just a corner of my bedroom. And I can see a lot of things that need taking care of. They need cleaning up. They need tidying up. I'm pretending that that doesn't exist right now so that I can do something that's really important and meaningful to me, which is recording this podcast. If I had to clean my room before recording, I never would get to record. So that's the active choice that I'm making. But 
if I'm not recording and I'm trying to just live my life and I'm bouncing from cleanup to cleanup to cleanup and I'm never feeling quite done or quite satisfied. The thing that has been saving my life is the five things cleaning method by Casey Davis that has absolutely transformed my approach to keeping a clean and organized home. This is about tidying. This is not necessarily about getting out your Mr. Clean, about taking your Vim or your bleach and scrubbing the baseboards. This is about resetting a space so that it is welcoming and livable. Back in 2019, when I started Medium Lady, one of the first things I did on my monthly plan was to create a new front entranceway. And I created that new front entranceway based on the goals for my home to be safe, positive, and comfortable. I wanted to manifest a home that was safe, positive, and comfortable. And that actually hasn't changed. That hasn't changed since uh, 2019. And when I reset my home, when I tidy, my goal is for the home to feel safe, positive, and comfortable. So this five things cleaning method by Casey Davis has absolutely helped me be more mindful when I'm resetting a space. And by being more mindful when I reset the space, I am less overwhelmed and less burnt out because I know what the goal is. The goal is to reset and feel safe, positive, and comfortable. The goal is not to have something that is ready for photography, ready for guests, or ready for, you know, inspection. The goal is safe, positive, and comfortable. So the Five Things Cleaning Method by Casey Davis, and I'll try to link something in the show notes that can help you. This is from the book How to Keep House While Drowning, which I have raved about before and I will continue to do so. It is one of the best nonfiction books that I've read this year. And so this is about taking any space and looking for five things. The first thing is trash cleaning out and clearing out all the trash, that may seem obvious, but you will be shocked. If you are trying to reset a space, you will be shocked by how much trash you find. Just throwing the trash away alone can make you feel like, oh, things are actually not as bad as I thought they were. First thing is trash. The second thing is dishes. The third thing is laundry. The fourth thing is putting away things that belong in the space. And the fifth thing is putting away things that don't belong in the space. Those five things, trash, dishes, laundry, things that belong, and things that don't belong. This goes by way faster than you think, and it is totally saving my summer. Because I can approach each item and check my way through those five things. I've memorized them, I can hold them in my mind, and I can just pay attention as the space gets taken care of. It also helps me feel like this actually doesn't take that long. I've put on visual timers on YouTube. I've shared this before on Instagram. I might maybe share it. I think it was in stories. I might find a way to share it more permanently on my feed. This five things cleaning method, it really helps me take down the stakes of cleaning. Cleaning feels like taking an area of my home from trash to perfect. And that is just like too high effort. It is too high effort. It makes me not want to do it. When I think, wow, this place is a pigsty. And my goal is to make it sparkling and spotless and ready for a magazine to come and take a picture of it then I'm like, wow, this is going to take me forever. I don't know if I have what it takes to do this. And then I feel resentful. Wow, not fair that I have to make my home magazine worthy when everybody else gets to sit around and eat bonbons all day, play video games. Play video games is more, more likely the response. No, it helps me neutralize the morality of having a clean home. It helps me stay grounded with what I really care about. I care that my home is safe. I care that it is positive for the people who live there. And I care that it is comfortable for me and everybody else. So we do the five things. We do the five things. Sometimes we clean after that. Sometimes we don't. That's okay. Because what matters is that after those five things are done, 
there is space left. There is space left to enjoy the safety of our home, enjoy the positive feelings that it brings for us to have a place to be ourselves, have a place that holds all of our beloved treasures and belongings, have a place that makes us feel comfortable when we lie down, sit down, walk around. So absolutely saving my life. That was my fifth thing. I have a fun bonus thing. Before we do that, let's check in with you and your exercise. So remember, you are going to kind of use this episode to, if you can, maybe you're driving, but if you're not driving, find a quiet and comfortable space you can focus. You've got a pen or you've got your notes app out and you've been thinking about, as I've talked, you've been thinking about the last few weeks of your summer. You've been thinking about the activities, the experiences, the items that have maybe brought you resistance and challenge or have brought you joy and pleasure, the things that have made your life easier, the things that have helped you feel relaxed, the things that have inspired you. These things might be big, they might be small, they might be expensive, they might be cheap or free. And you've been writing those ideas down. You've been using bullet point format. You might have been doubling back to get a little bit more specific, talking about the significance of the items on your bullet list and how it has positively impacted your summer experience. That's a really important part of this. How has the things on your list positively impacted your summer experience. So my five things talked about charcuterie. Charcuterie has helped me have a more positive experience when I go to the baseball game. Number two, chat GPT. Chat GPT has helped me have a more positive experience because I'm spending my time on the actions that my domestic household needs from me, not the planning. Number three have been my sense of nostalgia. It's giving me a positive sense of the summer because I'm able to reflect back on how far I've come and the fact that the COVID-19 pandemic is over. Uh, number four, I'm having a positive summer because of my experience with summer dresses. And those are making me feel comfortable and secure in my body, which is a really important feeling for me because it's kind of rare to feel that way in the summer. And number five has been the five things cleaning method, which is totally positively impacting my summer because it means that when I clean, because my house is busy over the summer, I'm not feeling overwhelmed and resentful. I'm feeling like things are possible and cleaning is not taking an, as much time to get me to the space where things feel positive and livable. Those are my five things. Those are why they're positively impacting me. You've got your own things. You need to talk about, you need to reflect and write down why they are positively impacting you. We talked about categories. Sometimes categories help. You know, do you have anything in your self-care bucket that's saving your summer? Do you have anything in family time that's saving your summer? Have you taken up some leisure activities? Maybe you're reading, maybe you're swimming. Maybe you've got a membership to something, you know, really fun for your family. Um, maybe you're gardening. That's saving your summer. Um, maybe you've had some personal growth. You know, maybe you're trying something new. You're putting something new out there. One of the things I could have said was Medium Lady Reads, which is the latest spinoff podcast from the Medium Lady community. I hope you go ahead and follow us over there if you're a reader or if you like anything to do with books and the library. You know, anything else that kind of resonates in, in terms of categories. I've talked about food. We've talked about clothes. Okay, so you've got those things. Now I want you to take a moment, read through your list and reflect on the positive feelings that those items evoke. Now, take one item from your list that you want to focus on for the week. Think about how you can incorporate it more into your daily life, how you can put it front of mind, because up until this moment, it was at back of mind. It was <laughs> probably, you know, it was at the back of your mind and it was not front of mind. Now that you've done this exercise with me through the episode, it's at front of mind, which is great because now that you know you feel more solidly connected to your identity. You can mindfully incorporate that into your daily life and savor the experience more fully. It's only July 9th. 
this episode will go live, I think it's July 12th. As of July 12th and moving forward, you've got many days to continue to incorporate these joyful parts of your summer into your routine and your habits and your schedule. All right, I have one bonus thing. I have one bonus thing and I just couldn't, I couldn't leave the list without this. Okay. I have a bonus, <laughs> my bonus item on the list is leak-proof underwear. Leak-proof underwear is the most practical thing that has allowed me to feel more confident, more worry-free, more myself during the summer months. And I would encourage everybody to embrace this convenience. Anybody who has given birth, anybody who gets hot and sweaty, anybody who has a period, think about incorporating leak-proof underwear into your life. And if you've not been sure about trying it, I am here to tell you that it's pretty darn great. I have a set of leak-proof underwear. I'm embarrassed to talk about leak-proof underwear, but I don't really, I'm not that embarrassed. Obviously, you're hearing me talk about it now. <laughs> My underwear is from NYX. I don't know if people want to care about the kind that I have. But anyway, I have the NYX high-rise leak-proof underwear. They recently had a factory sale and I increased my stock. I don't know. Stock? No. I increased. I added some pairs. I just felt like this is something that does save my summer. It's compassionate to myself to have nice underwear that feel good and also add me this sort of convenience, practical summer safeguard, summer security. There's part of me that could have like negative self-talk about needing to wear or wanting to wear or embracing leak-proof underwear. But honestly, if I just replace that with a self-affirming thought, like uh, my body is amazing and strong and it does amazing things that I can take care of and I can handle by giving it the garments that it needs. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. It's freedom. Leak-proof underwear gives a certain kind of freedom, whether it's my period whether it's, you know, really hot, sweaty days, whether it's all kinds of other activities and movement, it's just, it's just a really amazing invention and tool. And so that's my bonus item. <laughs> so let's relate that, you know, it's important to I think this episode has probably gotten was meant to be sort of this like lighthearted five things that are saving my summer. But as I've been talking on mic, it's definitely evolved into being a sort of mindfulness exercise. So, so, so it's fun to end on something. We're not taking ourselves too, too seriously here, but I want you to remember this, this is, is I'm sharing this list with you and it's a really important part of the exercise because the list helps you know yourself and knowing yourself is also important because it allows you to share yourself with others. When you share yourself with others, you allow them to see you for who you really are, not what they want to see but what you need them to see, what you want them to see. And so you've got your list, share it with anybody, share it with a trusted friend, family member, you've got sisters. If you want to share it on social media, you certainly can, if you feel comfortable, encourage people to make their own summer savior lists, the things that are saving their summer, share the experience. Listen, summer is great. But it's also tough. It's busy. It's busy. And it's busy with things that we don't do most of the rest of the year. So it can kind of feel like a first time every time you hit the summer. And if you've got kids that are growing, then the odds are what worked for you last summer probably isn't going to work for you this summer. And then you got to start all over again. You got to figure it out and learn more things. 
Learn more about your kids. Learn more about yourself. I just said, you know, three summers ago, we were figuring out a pandemic. Now we're figuring out post-pandemic. You know, it's important. It's important to acknowledge that, you know, these things change and they evolve and they grow. So share it with other people and let them share their stuff with you too. Throughout this week, I want you to make me a promise. I want you to revisit your list. I want you to put it somewhere practical, maybe put it in your bathroom mirror or put it as a background on your phone. Uh, Keep the note, keep the paper that you wrote things on, add things as the summer goes on that come to mind when you think, wow, this is really saving my life. This makes me think of that episode that Medium Lady released about things that were saving her summer. Embrace that practice of mindfulness as you engage with the things that are saving your summer. And probably by the end of the summer, hopefully, you've got a really firm sense of your identity and a really firm sense of what the season meant to you, no matter what you're going through. Whether your summer was beautiful or whether it was hard, you were still a person who experienced it and you deserve acknowledgement outside of the events that may have been in or out of your control. And then at the end of the week, I want you to think about the item that you chose to focus on and how it positively impacted your overall well-being. So for me, I am going to go back to my summer dresses. I'm going to put summer dresses back at the front of my mind. I'm going to be thinking about them. And then at this time next week, maybe next Sunday, I'm going to think about that item and how it positively impacted me. And I'm going to be grateful. And I'm going to think about anything else that I might have learned about myself by putting summer dresses at front of mind. I hope that while you engage with this exercise, while you engage with this episode, that you can create your own personalized list, but also cultivate the sense of like mindfulness, gratitude and intentionality. That's part of your summer experience. The summer always feels like it's over before we're ready. The summer is a fleeting season full of beauty and tactile joy, full of expectation, and sometimes full of overwhelm. But if you plug into yourself, if you plug into what you're really experiencing, what you're really feeling can be a really beautiful way to explore those simple joys that make a significant difference in your summer life. Thank you for joining me today on Medium Lady Talks. I hope you found some valuable ideas, some valuable inspiration and mindfulness tips from this episode. If you have any thoughts or opinions or suggestions for future topics, I would love to hear from you. I can be found on Instagram at medium.lady. I would also love it if you would go ahead and check out my new podcast, Medium Lady Reads, with my dear, dear friend, Jillian O'Keefe. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job, and I love you. Bye! Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye.